Welcome to episode number 145 of the Tall Lake Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we're going to get to a bunch of news today. A bunch of geekly news for you guys, our Towelites. Um, so, as we always do, top of the stack here, Marvel TV movie news. Uh, first thing, Robert Downey Jr. is back as Iron Man in the Black Widow movie. And that makes complete sense to me, given that it takes place before Civil War. What do you think about this? I mean, that's that's pretty much big duh. The biggest thing is that... You know, her first movie was Iron Man 2. It only makes sense that he's going to show up in this movie. So, it's all connected. And he likes money. <laughs> it does. Money doesn't even matter at this point. Probably sure, not. I'm sure playing the role yeah. <laughs> play the role is more important to him than not. You know, yeah. it's like he's made his money. It's like, oh, you want to play Iron Man? Yes. You want to do an Iron Man voice in somebody's suit eventually? Yes. Fine. So yeah. this is in the end of Robert Downey Jr. in the Marvel Universe, just because he died in Endgame. I hope everybody saw it. The num- <gasps> the, you know, the ticket numbers say that everybody saw it. So if you didn't, you're probably just, you know, a Nazi or something. So Well, you're not listening to this. Yeah, you're definitely not. <laughs> so we can make fun of you all you want. <laughs> Nazi. Um, <all> right. Freaks. <laughs> Freak. <laughs> Um, Then we also have a lot of casting, X-Men casting news uh, via Wizard World Magazine 1993. Um, (laughs) Exactly. Where's Danzig as Wolverine? It never happened, and all I did was want that my entire life. We've got um, Denzel Washington up for the roles of Professor X and Magneto. (laughs) Is he up for Professor X? I I never heard that one. That's, maybe that's not. A, maybe it's probably. Thing, you know. I think he's gonna play both roles at the same maybe, time. Maybe, maybe John uh, James McAvoy style. It's like split. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, how can we? Uh, how can we uh, line it up with that that comic universe? So, yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's a cool one. Um, you know, the biggest thing here is to say, you know, just to reemphasize the word rumor um, because. We're getting we're getting these kind of things from these these sites out there that you know they have these inside connections a lot of the time and they do have these scoops sometimes but a lot of the articles that come out of the sites that you see on a regular basis are mostly speculation and so you know as much as I you know maybe yes Marvel does want to say hey let's look at let's look at an, an actor who's not white for these roles finally you know it's 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 fine and that's exactly what they should be doing because a there's enough uproar when they do either cast normally, you know, the role when they could change the ethnicity of the, of the character without a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially in this, in this case, the only thing about the Magneto thing, and this has been brought up a few times is that do you get rid of Magneto's past? Magneto's origin is like one of the greatest ones in comic history. And it would really take away from the character in general. If um, they said, yeah, he's not a Holocaust survivor. Um, Is there something that they can kind of line it up with? I don't know, like maybe mass killings in Africa. Like I, I, I definitely not slavery. Slavery is older than than the Holocaust. So I don't know how you can really kind of transfer that into a different into a different background. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean in Kevin Feige we trust. So exactly, I'm sure they'll figure out a good story to make it make sense. Because um, yeah, those characters, even if we introduce slavery, like that's still a long time ago. So. Um, how do you how do you make that relevant? How does it make sense? Um, and then, who was up for Professor X again? 
Uh, one of the one of the kind of weird ones, not weird, but one of the ones that would be like, I don't think so, was Will Smith. I'd be like, all right, oh, yeah. maybe. No, probably not. Definitely not. The other one is Brian Cranston. Um, but this is the same thing when all of a sudden you have a bald character and you want this actor to play him. Like he was he was put under the Lex Luthor rumor for a while for for the DC universe, which would have been better, uh, definitely better post haste here now. Um, uh, so you know, who knows? Like we said, rumors. What are we looking at? Phase five, most likely. People are saying phase six, which I don't really believe because that would push it out another eight years, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, six to eight years, which is crazy. Um, so I'm going to say phase five, and we'll get some news probably next year in the comic circa. Yeah, I um, conventions. Exactly. I whatever. You know, what, like this is going to be swirling around rumors for a very long time. Um, so might as well just kind of sit back and wait to see what actually becomes official. Um, moving on officially new warriors TV show is supposed to be dead. Um, it's, I didn't realize how far along it was. Yeah. Like it was like it had casting like Keith David was going to be in it. Um, it was supposed to come to Freeform, and now it's not. And it doesn't, you know, we don't have anything <laughs> saying that it's coming to Disney Plus or Hulu. So, yeah, I guess it's dead. I'm very confused about it, especially when it gets that far. I mean, it's kind of like the idea of, of, of New Mutants, but New Mutants was under Fox. So, I kind of, like that's a much better understanding of why that failed. Um, but when they're building this from the ground up, they already have a successful show on Freeform, you know, with Cloak and Dagger. And then Hulu has, um, you know, Runaways and they're doing that crossover together. So I really thought there was this universe kind of being built there, you know, that was kind of loosely tied to the MCU. Um, and New, New Warriors, you know, it's been popping up in comics. You know, it was there one of the main um, reasons why, you know, Civil War happened um, in the comics um, and, and their connection to that, that the main the main, you know, arcing marvel universe is pretty good so i'm surprised something like this got canceled maybe they just found with so much going on with the new shows they just announced for disney plus and and whatnot that there really wasn't room and budget to do this in the long run yeah or caring you know that's sad though i mean it's like you put that much work into it and if it's you know people cast it maybe they did some stuff for it but then the pilot fails it's just that's kind of sad in the long run it is but rather watch quality television <laughs> than it failed for a reason you say that but who knows you know it did fail for a reason but who knows we don't yeah. know so um and then speaking of things that didn't quite make the cut uh kevin feige uh in introducing the um infinity war like mega box set said that we're going to be getting a lot of new extras um, coming to the movies in all 22 movies and one extra was at the end of Iron Man. Nick Fury talks about Spider-Man, the mutants, as well as the Incredible Hulk when he goes to recruit Iron Man for the, the Avengers initiative. So that was cool that he had that foresight 10 years ago and didn't even have the rights to the character, <laughs> which is why it didn't ultimately make the cut, but they filmed it and that's pretty awesome. So is this part of the ultimate box set or the, the Avengers movie box set? 
I think it's like a like a massive box set, right? I don't I don't know because what what kind of gets me on these things is like when they put out those really really special phase box sets and they don't include this kind of stuff in that. That's just dumb. So uh, the only thing I've ever I've heard of as of late was that uh, that Avengers box set with all the Avengers movies in it. Okay. So I, is it that? Yeah, Avengers assembled box set. Yeah. Money grabs, but yeah, um, whatever. It is what it is. That that is neat that that happened. We would have definitely lost our minds back then, you know, just with the mention of that. We lost our minds with the mention of Avengers alone. So that was. Yeah, exactly. We did. And um, and then it all paid off 10 years later. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Um, all right. So let's go over across the pond over to the DCU. Uh, we got some suicide casting news via director, writer James Gunn. Um, where he gave us a little caveat saying, don't get too attached as the nature of the suicide squad is, is that a lot of characters are probably going to die, but we got some heavy hitting names on there. Um, in addition to like what we already knew, like EG's Alba being involved. Um, we got Peter Capaldi. We got Michael Rooker. We got Nathan Fillion, of course. Um, I don't even remember all the other names in there, to be honest with you, because I don't have it pulled up, but it was a, it was a big cast list. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we put it up on social media. Yeah, it's on our pages. It's pretty awesome. It's very exciting. Um, Especially when, you know, the first Suicide Squad movie had some uh, potential for the first half an hour. um, And then just fell apart. So here's, you know, this could be probably, you know, what James got attached to. This is probably going to be the best DC movie they've made. So (laughs) I'm going to just say that right now. Yeah, it's... (sighs) You just never know. You know what I mean? Um, Quality. This is like, here, James Gunn, do what you did with Marvel. Do what you did with Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, he took something like that, put it into the households of of everybody. But, like, who knew who the fuck that was, you know, to begin with? Nobody knew at that point. And now everybody loves talking raccoons. So um, just as, you know, whether or not it's going to be, you know, it won't reach that kind of level, probably, definitely not. Maybe, who knows? I can't say that. But just having him attached, um, you know, his style, uh, it's just, it's, it'll be nice. It'll be refreshing. You know, DC's been doing some decent stuff as of late, but um, there's always room for improvement. Exactly. Very excited. Um, then we got a new Birds of Prey poster. <laughs> <sighs> I actually hate this poster very I don't, much. I don't get it. I I'm having I'm having some issues with with the marketing of this movie. To be honest with you, um, so go go ahead and tell us your your well, like, dislike. It, it says like mind over mayhem, which is not even a real tattoo. It's just written on her neck, and I think the illusion is like she's crazy and she's seeing like the birds swirling around her head, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the characters are different birds. It's fine. I get it. It's very Warner Brothers. (laughs) Yeah, it's very Warner Brothers, actually. You're right. It's just that, like, I would assume that Ewan will be wearing a black mask by the end of the movie. Right. I would assume that Victor Zaz will actually be cool. (laughs) Yeah. And psychotic and not look 
Like, cause I, I like Chris Messina, the actor. I think he's a fine actor, but for that role, like the dude who was in Gotham, man, like that guy was like so incredible. <laughs> like, and even I had my issues with him because he was a little, he goofy was, sometimes. He was, it, was, it was Gotham, right? Mm-hmm. And so he was a little silly and that's fine, but he was still crazy. Mm-hmm. And every time Zaz showed up, I was like, all right, this is, this is fine. This is good. But they, you're right. Zaz, I, I remember when Zaz first showed up in the comics, to be honest, and like it was like he is like he's a he's a complete psychopath, and he's supposed to make your like skin crawl, yeah. And like every time he carves those numbers, like on his skin, it's like it, there's a meaning to that. So I I would rather not have them keep making light of the character and and do it right, you know. And the same thing with like Black Mask. I have full faith in you and McGregor. And I would like, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get too deep into in speculation because we haven't seen anything from it besides these little crazy Correct. little teasers. These teasers where they just throw shit at you, um, which is why I'm saying this, the marketing in the movie kind of pisses me off to a certain extent. But um, until we see something, I have, a, I, I love Birds of Prey, um, and I, I really hope that they, they do give enough concentration to not just being a goofy Harley Quinn movie that they go and they do pay attention to like. These other characters, they're 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 main staples in the DC universe. So, I do like I do like Black Canary like kicking the crap out of people. It looks like you know whatever. But it's just like until we see something besides these theater only teasers. Um, <laughs> come on, we're getting it's getting we're getting close to February here. Uh, so exactly. maybe maybe October we'll see a trailer. I don't. We know. will. We'll see one attached to. <laughs> Joker. 120 percent. We'll see it, and hopefully at that point we'll also see Wonder Woman. Um, Yeah, you're out. Something. Okay. Uh, If anyone is still playing the DC Universe online game, which is free, um, they're adding Dark Knight's Metal to it. Um, You know Scott Snyder's run of that, and obviously we're still feeling reverberations of it in the DC Comics universe. Um, So, you know, they're adding a couple episodes um, into the game into the multi-massive blah, I can't, MMORPG game. <laughs> yeah, whatever that fucking acronym is. <laughs> um, so check it out if you're into that. Do you yeah. get to play as Batman Who Laughs? That's uh, I think you get to fight yeah. some of those characters, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, you have to take them all on with your own character that you've made. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. And yeah. then um, just a little thing here from the CW. Um Arrow, uh, Stephen Amell put out a little little teaser here of the five scripts um, that will encompass the Crisis on Infinite Earths five thing crossover, um, which is crazy, which is awesome. So, what do you what do you what do you think about this? I you know I'm really really excited for it. Um... We have, you know, the shows are starting to premiere first week of October, um, starting the 6th. So uh, CW just, you know, put out the dates for that. So that's that's really, really exciting. Um, and so this this crossover, the more and more they talk about it, um, and just, you know, five, all five, all five shows are going to, you know, feature it. Uh, so that's 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 kind of a first. And that's a, that's a huge, huge spread because usually it's like two three nights maybe four um so yeah i'm i'm really excited because a you know this is this is the end of arrow for for what it means for the most part and then um 
just kind of see what's going to happen after after the show spin out of that because you know whatever happens in crisis changes the face of the dc universe usually um going forward so we'll see what happens yeah very excited to see this these crossover episodes and um you know uh, it, one thing that's really going to be a shame which you know we've talked about is like we're losing Stephen amell in that universe and um will he be gone forever i doubt it but mm. i just he started it all and i think he's a really good guy in general and uh we'll see how his legacy lasts and and <laughs> you know and goes on without arrow because honestly it's been my favorite show consistently you know, sometimes you, you get Supergirl seasonably better or Flash season might be better, but consistently I've liked Arrow every year. Um, so it's a shame. That's all. One of my favorite shows is going. Um, and then, okay, let's go over to Valiant News. Um, not good. Uh, <laughs> the Harbinger film is moving from Sony to Paramount as I, I don't know the powers that be over at Valiant believe that Bloodshot, uh, which is currently in production at Sony, is not going to be a good fit into the Valiant cinematic universe. Um, this seems like a ridiculously stupid move, given that Bloodshot is their Superman or their Spider-Man, or, you know, it's like the face of the company, and they don't think he's good enough for their cinematic universe. Well, then, who's, who's running that? <laughs> out of control. Yeah, that's, that's been the question since, um, since you know, the left. <laughs> that's, yes, exactly. That's the first part of it. Um, well, he kind of just sits back and says, you know, what, you know, good luck. Um, but, you know, it's, it's sad too, because I mean, if this is, this is, this is horrible news. This is, hor- this is just like, this is where it falls apart. Um, this is where, why haven't we seen a trailer for Bloodshot to begin mm-hmm. with? Mm-hmm. You know, why have we only seen a picture of Vin Diesel, like an everyday picture of him? Uh, Not so, even in outfit. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was just a picture of Vin Diesel. Uh, so it could have been the next Fast and Furious movie. Who the fuck knows? So uh, it's super annoying uh, because they they got all pretentious, you know, especially with that Bat in the Sun production that they kind of just tried to sweep under the rug because that was a lot of fun, to be honest with you. Yeah, they it was low. Get, they didn't was, get pretentious. They... Wait, what are you saying exactly? Like that was that was fun. So, it was fun, exactly. Yeah. It was like it was not. They got pretentious, kind of like sweeping that away, saying, yeah. "All right, this is going to be a limited series, yeah, put out only by ComicBook.com." It's right. it, you know th- that was super. Like we we're going to pretend like this is just like a, a fake project that we did yeah. instead of like maybe it's really embracing the characters the right way even it though was, it, was, it was supposed to and you can you, you know what i mean like they completely shot it down they they mm-hmm, mm-hmm. soon as that new company took over um more corporate company that's it they Garbage. they ruined it and Garbage. it's it's a shame yeah i don't know just when you like you said the minute you throw out your batman <laughs> and you say <laughs> that doesn't fit in okay good luck cuz yeah. nobody's going to nobody's going to care what harbinger is yeah it's a great idea but people would be like yeah, this is X Men. What are you going to do? Put out Harbinger when MCU is doing X Men? Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, it's a. Sh- I mean, you know, they could do it differently, and it's kids and blah blah blah. But still, at the same time, yeah, you're right. It it would have been nice to show the Bloodshot movie, hint to Harbinger coming in afterwards at the end. Yeah. Then show Harbinger, show another Bloodshot, blah blah blah, build that universe up and introduce you know little things like with. 
with like uh what's his name exo in there and like you know you've got faith and like really kind of ninjack like these archer and armstrong like these people just kind of like on the on the outskirts just kind of peeking their heads in and they could have grown a cinematic universe in a different fun way and uh i don't know now now i don't know i don't have any faith all um, i'm gonna say before we go on to the next thing is the yeah. x the x-men are kids so no, I it's know. like you I, know what i mean i'm just yeah. that parallel right there is just like you, you're not gonna compete because people will just be like this is just a ripoff that's it so whatever yeah. no don't point getting mad because people like they don't know what they're doing as usual so all right let's go to comic news um I want you to take this first one because you know more than I do about it. Yeah, so um, you're the villain. Uh, DC's year-long events, as in the name, is going strong. So uh, right now, basically, Lex Luthor and the Batman Who Laughs are running amok in the DC universe, uh, tearing stuff up. So this this event, um, and you know, writer James Tinian the Fourth uh, says that. It will pit the Batman who laughs against Apex Lex Luthor. Um, and this will be kind of the uh, culmination of what's been going on in that uh, year-long crossover. So, um, you know, both both very strong villains. You know, the Batman who laughs has shot his popularity into the mainstream. It's amazing, like, that a character like that can become so so popular so quickly. Um, and it's, it's great. You know, Zach, uh, Zach, Scott Snyder uh, creation... Um, and one of the creepiest villains we've seen in a while. So, yeah, I I'm really looking forward to this. So this is uh this is due out in December, and so you know get ready for it. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, I I love that character. I love Scott Snyder. I love to see what they do next. You know, in in the DC world. So, bring it on. Bring it on. Um. Kind of hinting back at what I talked about with Faith, uh, Jody Hauser mm. um, has skipped around from Valiant to Marvel, and now she's going over to DC with her and Rachel Scott taking over for Supergirl, um, I think sometime this fall. So that's cool. New, uh, it'll be fun. I, I love Jody Hauser. I love that a smaller name, you know, is finally um, getting bigger all the time, and that's fantastic. Yeah, her Harley and Ivy comic just started, uh, which is great. I'm loving that she's attached to these these titles. Uh, she did some stuff, I think, over at Marvel recently as well uh, with Star Wars. And so, you know, you know, we've been tracking her since Valiant, uh, and like you said, it's it's great to see these these creators move move up in the world. Yeah, especially when they deserve it. It makes me want to read Supergirl now. Yes, exactly, a hundred percent. And then Deathstroke, uh, Christopher Priest's run since Rebirth um, is ending on issue number 50. Um, the character's probably going to still go on, especially if you know what's happening right now. I don't want to give too many spoilers around. But anyway, um, Christopher Priest has been on a 50-issue comic, which is, you know, nothing to shake your fist at. It's pretty crazy. So what do you think about that? I can only hope that he's going to be writing Batman. So, <laughs> Well, let's talk about Batman because that's the rest of the news for DC. Uh, we've got The Dark Knight Returns, The Golden Child. Um, that's the next uh, Frank Miller 
I guess, run. It's a no. one shot. One, one shot. shot. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, in this run of the Dark Knight Returns, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be Carrie Kelly as Batman slash Batwoman um, uh, taking care of Clark's son, right? Yeah, Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan. So, um, I want it. You know, I don't know what to, to say. Like, anything that Frank Miller does, good yeah. or bad, I own it. <laughs> so, um, I want it. That's it. Yep. Yep, it's uh, it's in their black label imprint, so that's that's cool. Uh, I believe it's due out in December. So, okay, good. And then finally, um, Batman Day is coming up in a few days, uh, this Saturday, and it is going to have a bunch of cities around the world showing the uh, the bat symbol up into the night sky, which is pretty awesome, and. In addition to that, um, maybe we'll get an announcement of a new Batman creative team because that is ending. Tom King's run is ending soon. Yep. December issue 85 will be the end. The the wrap up of City of Bane, which is going strong right now. And that's kind of my speculation that what a better time to announce the next creative team than that because you're going to have to be telling us, you know, in the January solicitations, What's going to be happening with, you know, is there going to be a break from the Batman comic or do you have somebody lined up or is Christopher Priest finally going to be moving over to write Batman? So that's, these are my speculations. Will they come true? Tune into Towelite Talk next month. Exactly. And I just have one more piece of DC news. It just popped in my head and I, I wanted to talk about it real quick. I forgot that Daniel Warren Johnson will be writing and drawing Wonder Woman Dead Earth. Um, Yes, that that got announced a few days ago, and it's going to be part of the Black Label as well, um, where she is in a post-apocalyptic future with altered powers. So that first issue drops in December, looks gross and weird and cool, and we haven't seen Wonder Woman on the Black Label yet. So um, I'm, I'm digging that that one of our one of our Trinity, not not Batman, because everything else has been Batman related, is going over there <laughs> to Black Label. Yeah, you know what? Um, when they got rid of when they got rid of um, Vertigo, um, it was kind of like okay, you're Everything's really just rolling in over there. You think? Yeah, I mean, they're really they're really putting it kind of to the test here. It's um, so I, I've enjoyed everything Black Label so far. Uh, so we'll really kind of see what happens um, as years roll along. So I'm buying them. As long as yeah. we get these great creative teams and these interesting titles like this, um, almost like, you know, Elseworlds. Um, yeah, please. Hmm. I love those. I love those kind of books because I'm not tied to canon. I'm not tied to a, like a, a series that's going on forever. This is, you know, I, I, they're usually either in the larger format book, which is really neat to me, um, or some of them are in smaller books. So the normal size, modern size. So it's kind of weird like that, but um, they've been doing some neat stuff. So um, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep on it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. All right. Let's talk image. Um, Scott Snyder and Charles Stoll have a comic that's coming out in November called undiscovered country already picked up um, to, to be a movie which is insane. (laughs) Yeah, it is. uh, Cool that, you know, these independent uh, creators slash comics are also 
getting uh, adaptations as everybody everywhere is trying to pick up as much as they can um, in comic book properties. So I thought that that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. With number one coming out in November, um, we all still have a little bit until we can read it. Uh, but I do like the the premise of it. So, and I'll, I'll read anything that has to do with horror coming from, uh, from Snyder. So yeah, hundred percent. Um, going over to Valiant, Paul Levitz is bringing back a classic Valiant character called The Visitor in his own series uh, starting in December. Do you remember this character from the 90s? No, no. They're, they're digging deep with like Psylords, uh, Psylords <laughs> lately, uh, this. I mean, it's cool. It's cool. Um, if you're a Valiant fan and they're bringing back these, they're really trying to bring them all into the mainstream. So I... I you know, they've done a really good job with their characters, um, with great creative teams and stories. So, hey, that's that's I'm I'm looking forward. Levitz did some great Legion of Superheroes stuff back in the day, so um we'll see. Yeah. Um I think it's one of those things where it's kind of cool because like you can take these characters that nobody, you know, some people maybe remember a little bit. You can just do whatever you want, you know, make them make them your own and you know. Think about Eternal Warrior, like, um, what was the one event, like, Leviathan, or, it's not that, I know that's that DC event, but anyway, um, Leviathan? You know, where he had to go through that gauntlet and, like, die all those times. That was his, that was his, that was his 12 issue series. That was his, like, run. It was Um, so good. Yeah, that was good. And then, you know, um, the same thing with, like, Psylords. I mean, um, that's when I did that interview, um, and now I can't even remember his name. Um, with the writer of Psylords, he was uh, Alfred Van Lint. Um, he said, you know, it it's nice to be able to take these characters, not really have to be tied to what happened before, but also, you know, write my own story, um, bring these char- like bring these characters into the new the new age of comics, but also kind of use what came before to kind of influence it. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. The visitor in December. There we go. Perfect. Um, and then finally, dark horse, we've got another aliens versus predator title, but I can never get sick of those. Uh, this one's called thicker than blood and it brings (laughs) the two characters on a cruise ship (laughs) to wrap havoc. Do they, do they like go on this cruise ship? like together and they kind of like have a falling out and then it's all hell breaks loose. That I don't know. Like, I'm just <laughs> like, how did the, like, is there a queen on this cruise ship? Yeah. What's yeah. What is going on with this? <laughs> what story? are the logistics of this cruise situation? Did it's the predator ships go in the water now? Like, <laughs> it's just, uh, you know what I mean? It's just crazy. Um, I'm, sure the, I'm sure the predator was on vacation. These, these bugs ruined it for him. So he's yeah. just like, you know what? That's it. That's it. Spill my pina colada. Uh, yeah. All right. So that's a perfect place to jump over to a commercial break. We'll be right back. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're don't forget a towel.com. Your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe. And don't forget, a towel.
Deep Head Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. We're back after those luscious commercials, and um, let's, let's get into some TV news here. Uh, Netflix, top of the stack, this one. Some characters I don't even know. Yusuf Gatewood, Marin Ireland, and Ritu Arya who joined the cast of Umbrella Umbrella Academy Season 2. Okay. More characters. Hopefully more superpowers. Um, hey, I, at least we know second season's coming. Yeah, we already They announced it like the day after the show aired. <laughs> we don't know what's going on with Netflix. We don't know what's going to happen when Disney comes out and their stock plummets. <laughs> so... <laughs> It'll be interesting. Actually, in my in my normal ways with Netflix, they in the last quarter, yes. they had an increase they in uh, in people joining up. So their stock actually went up. I know. I find that interesting when I was looking at that. Yeah. So who knows what's going to happen? But anyway, um, I didn't read the comic. I just assume it's more students. Maybe I don't know. We'll find out what's going to happen. Yeah. Could be villains. We don't know. Could be villains. All right. Let's go over to... There was a leak, possibly, um, from the Netherlands Netflix Facebook account that the Witcher TV series will be dropping on December 17th. My birthday? Um, Oh, God. Yeah. Specifically, Henry Cavill said, Chris Walk, this is your day. (laughs) Thanks for playing The Witcher 3 and loving it. Here. Here's your present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I love that game. I didn't think I'd love that game as much as I do. Um, and now I'm even more excited for the show to come out. So, um, yeah. 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 When, when Borderlands is over, you need to do yourself a favor. <laughs> so. Once you get done with this 100-hour game, I want you to go into this 400-hour That's game. right. That's right. <laughs> Don't stop. Usually what I'll do during the winter, that actually is okay, but I prefer to like cleanse my palate with something that won't take as long. <laughs> so, oh, I do that. On, I do that on the side. So yeah, like that's like a Marvel ultimate Alliance thing or one of these Nintendo classics or something. So I remember you using the, the term casual gamer the other week and I was like, I don't know if I fit into that anymore. So yeah. Yes. It's okay. Moving, mm-hmm. moving, moving hardcore, up. Hardcore. Moving up, buddy. That's it. I was like, somebody was like, how many games are you playing right now? Like eight? Yeah, eight. So, yeah. <laughs> um, that's funny. Let's go <laughs> to some animation news. Sace Manos from Powerhouse Animation is coming over to Netflix, written by the guy who did the From Dust Till Dawn TV series. It's a, uh, I don't know. It's like these Mexican brothers who fight things and it looks cool <laughs> let's uh let's let's also say that powerhouse animation who did castlevania yeah doing the uh upcoming yeah. master yes. universe series uh right. an excellent excellent anime like these dudes um i they're they're not they're not japanese um these guys are um american artists uh which i was like oh cool these guys are drawing some freaking awesome anime so um 
Yeah, very excited to see this. I don't even know what it's about, but I'm going to watch it. <laughs> so, yeah, because of the animation. You're right. I'm and down. the writer and the writing. It's just, it's a nice uh, combination there. Um, and then, oh, shoot. I didn't add this on here, so we do have to talk about this. Shoot. Um, okay, so Seinfeld is going to be coming to Netflix in 2021. They got bought from Hulu for $500 million. Back to back to Netflix, right? I don't know. I they don't were know. on something previously. I remember before they, they went to Hulu. Right? They were on Amazon. Amazon. That's what it was. Amazon. Yep. They're on Amazon um, because of the next thing, which is the Peacock streaming service, which is NBC's newly announced streaming service, um, which will have things like Parks and Recs will be on there. Um, the Battlestar Galactica reboot is coming from the Mr. Robot person, a, night, a Saturday Night Live docu series, uh, Saved by the Bell reboot, Punky Brewster reboot, what? new content from DreamWorks Animation, a new series from Jimmy Fallon. So, like, this Peacock streaming service is supposed to come out next year, as well as The Office is coming there. So, here's, here's what's crazy. And I believe, no, Friends is Warner Brothers for some weird reason. Um, that was one of the big things that Netflix found out is that the majority of people actually watch re- reruns of Parks and Rec, Friends, oh, yeah. and The Office instead of their original content. So grabbing something like a Seinfeld is obviously huge for people just to come and casually watch and spend hours binging it. $500, $500 million is an insane price point. Um, right. Does that add new people? I don't know. I mean, the series isn't on Blu-ray, which I want, but I don't know if it's like, ah, to me, I wouldn't go and just sign on to Netflix to watch Seinfeld <laughs> personally. No. Even though that's one of my favorite shows, hands down, of all time. So I just, but I wouldn't sign up for a whole streaming service just to watch one show. Do you, these shows like this, I, I, like I, I get that people watch them, but it's also something where I'm just like, I watch these shows if, if it's like 10 at night and I have nothing else to watch mm-hmm. and I'm like flipping through the channels. Yeah. And it's like, all right, this Seinfeld episode's on. I'm not going out and being like, oh, I really need to watch this Seinfeld episode. Let me get on Netflix and do that. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know either. So anyways, sheeps. Sticking along with the streaming stuff, Warner Media signed a deal with Bad Robot until hmm. 2024, which is also rumored for about $500 million or close to it. Well, that sounds more is, worth it. They're making original games, movies, yeah. TV shows, um, which is huge. So uh, obviously that's that's J.J. Uh, Abrams' production company. Um, that... Who knows what will come out of that situation? That that has me super excited because J.J. Abrams and his his mystery boxes and his love of Spielberg, we could be getting some crazy cool stuff. So games too, yeah. Maybe he'll throw back to Lucas Arts. You know, who knows? Who knows? Well, you know, that's not going to happen with Warner Media, but um, with WB Games being a very strong, um, you know, studio. Well, I just meant like. He can make a game that is like a Lucas Arts game, using like 
gremlins or you know what i mean like yeah yeah, yeah. that's all i know what, i know what you yeah, mean that's all yeah um like day the technical starring the gremlins exactly uh we do have a co-lead um who will go up against Stephen amell in his new show heels uh which will be alexander ludwig who is from viking and the hunger games um the show you know is like about bad guys in wrestling and it's on stars and it has Stephen Amell and I want to watch it. So thought that was cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that kid in Vikings. Yeah. Um, and then finally, are you afraid of the dark is coming back? I think in a three night limited series to Nickelodeon. That's um, awesome. they, they have done a reboot before um, or not even a reboot, but like they kind of are doing that like a continuation. Um, that happened, I want to say, in the early 2000s, and it was okay. This one looks a lot more goosebumpsies in a good way. So I'm, I'm interested to find out how that, how that goes. And um, I watched the trailer, and it looked cute, and it made me nostalgic, which is the whole point. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So let's go on to movie news. Just a couple quick pieces. First thing, uh, Colin Trevorrow who's going, he directed the first Jurassic world and is directing Jurassic world three after getting violently kicked away from, uh, the final star Wars movie. He is <laughs> directed a short called battle at big rock, which is a prequel, uh, two part three. Um, and just kind of released it online for some weird reason. And it has dinosaurs running amok as usual. Did you watch it? No, no. What is it? Is it on Netflix? Mm-mm. It's online. It's on don'tforgettotell.com. It's, oh, it's, yeah. I, it's all over. All over. No, yeah. I, 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 that's kind of surprising. I thought that uh, Netflix had a deal for Jurassic Park stuff. So that's why I'm asking. Because they're getting that, that animated show. They're right. getting all that stuff. Right. So. No, he that's... just dropped this online for some weird reason. And it's like official canon? That's yes. Cool. Yep. Interesting. I think it's like that. eight minutes long or something. So yeah, it's live action. It's live action. It's Wild. got dinosaurs. Yeah, I'll have to watch it. I really thought it was connected to that cartoon. So no, no, it's just and it's random that Colin Trevorrow directed it. You know, it's just it's weird. Wait, who did? That's why I said Colin Trevorrow. Oh, never mind. I'm up. until Sam Neill comes back. I'm off those movies. All right, I so... just joking. I don't care about Colin Trevorrow, uh, but I will watch this. There you go. With much regret. Disdain. Sure. I know. Yeah. Um, Stephen S. DeKnight, who had signed an exclusive deal with Netflix for five years, um, Ooh, directing is duties, is now left the upcoming Jupiter's Legacy adaptation uh, due to creative differences. Jupiter's Legacy is written by Mark Millar. It's part of Millar World, which is now part of Netflix, and blah, 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 blah. It was starting it was shooting like josh duhamel was in the title role and like i seen behind the scenes pictures of this movie so that's a shame (laughs) and he also left after creative differences from daredevil season one so i don't even know why he signed that exclusive deal with netflix because clearly they don't get along too well right that's that's what i was gonna say that's just maybe i don't know i like steven s tonight I don't know if this is really good news for the Malar, <laughs> Malar I don't world. Know either. Yeah, you know, yeah, this is just. Yeah. We were just saying this the other day. It's like, what's going on with that? Um, so, yeah, this is this doesn't look this doesn't really look that well. <laughs> it doesn't bode well for the uh, Millar fans out there. 
being me. I've got my Millar tattoos. So anyway, um, let's go over to game news. Uh, before I get into the, I'll do the first one, second one first. Sega Mini Classic is out. Um, it's getting way better reviews than the PlayStation Mini. Um, obviously, better games. Uh, the the controller is good. The lineup's better, so people are enjoying it. Um, though you do have to ask yourself, do we need these? Like, how many more of these mini consoles do we need? Even though I already pre-ordered the Turbo Graphics one. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it makes sense for these ones that don't have a larger system connected to it. So it's yeah. like. Why would I want to buy PS Classic so I can get that shit for my, my Vita or I've had yeah. it on my Vita or I can play it on my PS4? Right. Um, why would I, like, I bought the NES Classic. But there's no be, need for it. Yeah. Not anymore, but I didn't think I was going to buy a Switch at that point either. So right. I was like, I want these games. But then I was like, do I want the Super Nintendo one? No, I'm going to wait till the Switch does and it did it. So, yeah, I mean, I've heard good things about the Sega Genesis Mini. Um, there's like, there's like you can play on Japanese mode and different things like that, and uh, there's a lot of different things that they they're doing differently from the other minis out there. So this is probably the one that's going to be the most, you know, probably the most popular because really it's hard to get those games. Yeah, and uh, to be the other side of it, you know, Sega was my first next gen console. Hmm. Um, I chose that over Super Nintendo, and um, you know it was it was great. So I, I guess mm-hmm. I'll shut up and just wait for someone to buy it for me for Christmas. All right, let's go over to Star Wars news. Um, rumor mill. Apparently, nope. Every go back, go back. Oh gotta, shoot, sorry. Yeah, talk about yep. something very important. About Short, that. Yep. Shortly, shortly, <laughs> short <Yes>. but sweet. <laughs> um, Borderlands Three was released last Friday. Chris and I finally got our hands on it, and. I don't know what, don't read any bad reviews because they're stupid. And I basically, what it comes down to is if you like Borderlands, you will like this. If you didn't like Borderlands, you're not going to like it because it's the same goddamn stuff. They just added more good stuff and that's it. I get, I get upset at like when people are like, what's new in this game? And I'm like a lot of things Um, from, from graphics um, to, you know, mechanics, to, you know, it, it is still Borderlands, which is, if, you know, that's supposed to be, this is why we play these games. If they yeah. changed it and it wasn't Borderlands, I'd be like, what the heck? And so would most people. So those people out there with negative like aspects on this really don't really understand what these games are about anyhow. So I agree. They're like, oh, the humor is like the same as it was. Yep. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. It's like, <laughs> literally, it's like, you watch Indiana Jones and you watch Temple of Doom and yeah, Temple of Doom decides to go a little bit crazier than the first one, but it just it adds more to it. It doesn't all of a sudden make it a bad movie. You know what I mean? People yeah. hate Temple of Doom. It's just like, why? It's so good. It's like it's my just, favorite Indiana Jones movie. Me too. Yeah. So it's just like, you know what I mean? Like it's still the core characters. It's still the core stuff. You just add a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Flesh it out, people. All right. Um, all right, Star Wars news. Sorry, rumor Solo would be getting a spin off uh, D- Disney Plus series. I would be happy with that. We've talked about it many times on the show. Um, I think it's really going to come down to how the other shows do and if they sprinkle in any other um ties to Solo. I don't know how they would do it, but maybe they can do it. 
and that people get excited about it. You know, maybe Empress Nest shows up in the Mandalorian or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what they would do, but that would be the way to kind of gauge people and see what they're into. Um, but then nobody asked for a Cassian show and we're getting one. At least people would watch solo show. <laughs> yeah. And the, the latter one you just mentioned is where I would expect to see more of this to happen. Of course. Character the show was. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, why not just test those waters with that show and say, you know, if people get really excited because Han and Chewie showed up on Cassian. Yep. Then yeah, you're definitely going to be making a Hans and a Chewy show. Um, or you know these. Um, I forgot where where Kira went. You know she took over fake Black Sun or whatever you want to call it. Um, Crimson Dawn, I think. It, yeah, it's Crimson Dawn. I want to say Crimson Raiders because playing Borderlands. But um, the yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of ways for you to do this organically without saying yeah we're going to make a Han Solo show and then say yes this is where what people want. So. Because I want to see Dar- I want to see Darth Maul. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Um, all right. So the Age of Resistance Snoke comic came out, hinted at some Episode Nine spoilers, possibly hinted at Kylo redeeming himself, possibly. Yeah. Um, well, these spoilers that I that I mentioned here are not just the comic. Um, there's a. I just wanted like there's a lot of stuff out there right now with plots like people think they have like insight in the plot or there's been a leak mm-hmm. or whatever. So these comics, yes, while they may allude to something, they're not going to spoil things straight out. No. Um, there's another one where the episode nine comic, I think alludes to who Ray's parents may be just like things have been alluding to it the whole time. Anyhow. So just, you know, the best, the best thing is like, if you want to keep yourself fresh for this movie, be careful what you're reading. Don't just go into these clickbait articles. Just, just don't watch a trailer. Go into that theater ready to be, you know, hopefully impressed. So, yeah. um, yeah, and I read that comic. I saw no spoilers whatsoever. Yeah, I think you can extrapolate some things, and you can go into speculation alley for some things. Yeah, but that's just that's just Star Wars, you know. So, but overall, these comics the one... don't really ever spoil anything. No, they're smart about it. You yeah. know, and the other the other one I read, we brought it up with Snoke. It's just like, oh, well, this is alluding to maybe Snoke is is Palpatine or, you know, is a clone or whatever. Like, we've been speculating anyhow for a long time. He's a failed clone or whatever. Um, so there's there's all this stuff that you can you can draw straws from or whatever. And, you know, it is what it is. Until December, we won't know. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah okay um we've got the recipes revealed for green and blue milk over at galaxy's edge it's yeah. basically coconut milk yeah with we'll some just, extra stuff we usually get rid of these links but let's keep that one so people can go check that out if they want to yeah what uh, is what is going on with galaxy's edge it's not making as much money as they thought it was going to is that what's uh, I've read some negative things out there where they're just kind of like, um, it's not doing as well. So maybe, maybe eventually the prices will go down and we won't have to spend our, you know, souls. Yeah. I think what people are waiting for is for the whole thing to open up. I think two things. I think people got scared about how busy it was going to be. And now it's actually not busy. 
And I think they're also like, well, why don't I wait until the Age of Resistance ride opens? Because right. all right now you can ride is the Han Solo ride. Yeah. So, and, and that makes sense. Because, like, I want the whole thing. So, I get it. Um, though, staff writer uh, Jackie will be at Galaxy's Edge in a few days. Cool. Yep. She's going down um, for a vacation for a week. So, I'm taking care of her cats. She's possibly going to buy me things. Uh, <laughs> she's taking orders. Um, all right. And then finally, John Favreau hinted at that he might want to remake the holiday special. I think he's just joking around and being funny, but yeah. I also think I wouldn't mind watching it if he decides to do it. <laughs> I do mind watching the original because it is horrible. Yes. Um, and it's not like I can even go back and really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I get nothing out of it except for those Boba Fett commercials that yeah. are cartoons. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible. So, um, I wouldn't even touch that with a fu- like a 20-foot lightsaber. So. Exactly. So that leads us to one of our favorite times of the podcast. What time is it, Chris? It's time for the Pursuit of Plastic. All right. So first up, uh, Borderlands is hot right now. So uh, there's these pretty sweet weather um, statues or action figures what are they statues i think they're statues yeah so there's statues of um amara fl4k moe's and zane so you get um pretty sweet looking statues of the uh the new vault hunters in the game and then they also have um something called mini epics uh which i'm looking at those right now i didn't even know what these oh you didn't see those yeah those are amazing um i really like them uh they got some really cool characters um and also some pins. So there's a lot of neat uh, collectibles if you did not just spend $250 on Borderlands like Casey and I did. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of going to have to temper my uh, Borderlands spending for the next five years. Um, I totally forgot that it had been like seven years since Borderlands 2, right? Is that true? <laughs> 2013? Was it six, seven years? I can't believe that. That is a, that is a hell of a long time. <laughs> So. Yeah, Borderlands 2. Actually, no. September 18th, today. Yeah. Holy cats, today. September 18th, oh my 2012. God. Borderlands oh, crazy. 2. That's crazy. That is that is out yeah. of control. So, um, yeah, I, I can't believe it was seven years um, that I did that, our first unboxing ever on the website. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, it's almost as old as the website uh, when we were playing Borderlands 2. So. Cool. Cool little uh, fun fact for DFAT and Borderlands there. Uh, but yeah, get, check out those yeah. figures. Uh, I I love them. So if I had the money, I would spend them, but I'm not going to. Uh, next up, Mezco put up for pre-order the latest Gomez 112 collective action figure. It's the Stealth Edition. Sold out within minutes. I don't know how or why. People are still just buying these up. That's the better question. Um, yeah. I, you know, if I didn't have that Punisher, you know, I still wouldn't even consider spending that kind of money on, on, on guns and stuff like that. You know? Um, yeah. They do some cool stuff with the MDX um, uh, cases. Like this one was a lunch pail, um, you know, similar to what they did with a Popeye spinach can. So those kind of things are cool, but $104, I, I didn't think twice about not doing it, but you know, anyhow, it's sold out. Good kudos to you who actually got your hands on it. 
Exactly. I, I don't know. Whatever. You know what they need to do is just sell these accessories in their own yep. packs. Sell it for 50 bucks. I'll buy it. And then I can do what I want. I don't have to buy a stealth figure for a character. I don't give a crap. Yeah, about. they're missing out on that market right there still. And I know that I'm sure That's they've it. considered it. But why, why allow these people with 3D printers to outsell them for that kind of stuff? You know? yep. So has exactly. guns, clothing, you know, what the heck? You know, I, I don't need to buy five Wolverines. I can just buy this clothing set, you know, but we'll see. Then they're like getting into the dress up realm. So I don't know about that. So, uh, next up, DC collectibles announced the 101st statue in their black and white Batman, uh, series. And it is, uh, Frank Miller's, the dark Knight returns, uh, armored one tenth, one tenth scale. scale armored Batman. <clears throat> I think they're all one tenth scale, buddy. Um, I think so. I just think it's a weird scale. It's not. Um, I, you know, what's funny is like when, um, when Hasbro does like a nine inch Darth Vader scale, you know, and starts doing that or a five inch scale when you already have a six inch and a four inch scale, that kind of stuff drives me nuts. When you have 101 statues at the same size, that's, that's normal. Um, I did check out their minis though. I bought one the other day, um, which are pretty cool. Uh, if you can, if you like those little collectible figures like that, but I I do like the Batman Black and White series. I like that this spun out, but I have not bought any of the the one tenth scale ones. But this one I might have to. Yeah, I would. Um, I don't know. I want it. You know, anything Frank. We talked yeah. about it uh, at the other section. Anything Frank Miller does with that character, I probably want it. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Uh, finally, up. Uh, New York Comic Con is right around the corner and DST Diamond Select Toys has uh, revealed their uh, exclusives for the show so I'm going to run through a few of my highlights um, you can you can hit the link and we'll leave this link as well this will kind of give you an idea of what else they're uh, going to be you know you know, featuring at the show. So uh, first up, we have a the black and white uh, Vinnie Mate for the Batman Who Laughs. Uh, we have the real Ghostbusters scared Mr. Stay Puffed uh, action figure. We have uh, Muppets Select Deluxe, messy Swedish chef action figure. And then <laughs> uh, in conjunction with uh, Gentle Giant, uh, we have Star Wars Rebels, uh, Harrison Dola uh, mini bust, and also the Star Wars concept Sand Trooper mini bust. And like I said, there are more out there. Uh, we'll we'll hook you up with that information. But yeah, I I love their partnership with uh, Gentle Giant. It just it's it's great to see a company that we've uh, been friends with for a long time get good deals like that and be able to, you know, I always wanted Diamond Sledge to do Star Wars collectibles. So this is kind of uh, kind of in the realm of that. Yeah. And the price point's mm-hmm. good. Um, I love the Macquarie uh, Stormtrooper, mm-hmm. and I obviously love Hera. Anything, you know, she she she's probably the most recognized character from uh, Rebels, honestly. So um, yeah, absolutely. Like I know people like Ezra and Kanan and stuff, but really, I think Hera is probably the most recognizable. So I think it's awesome. It's just not enough Twi'leks out there. That's why. <sighs> I know. Thank God for the Mandalorian bringing them That's back. Right. Um, all right, so where can you find us? We are on don'tforgettotell.com, your daily source for news, reviews, interviews, and more. 
and also uh, on the socials at uh, Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> and the the Twitters. All the That's Twitters right. at DFA Towel. Yes. Um, yeah. This is Casey saying thank you guys for listening and supporting throughout the years and go read some comics and this is chris we'll see you next time